Brian Tapper, Born and Acme Army. How we doing? It's a Monday, and we are here to talk about everything besides the Super Bowl because we sucked it, we lost it, we kicked our defensive coordinator to the curb, our special teams coordinator. Again, bye bye. Eric and I take a look at future candidates and some big trade news from the Detroit Lions. Check it. All right, well, welcome back to another episode of Acme Army Podcast. It's a happy Monday today, and we have lots of news to talk about here, Eric. We have a trade that happened in the NFC North that's definitely going to impact us, but we had a press conference from the coach and GM this morning that pretty much cleared up any questions all the Packer fans out there might have regarding the future of the Packers, their quarterback, and what exactly they expect to do during free agency. So first things first, Eric, how are we doing up there in the Northwoods? Well, it's sort of first week of off-season mode after a recovery week. Um, everything's doing fine. Just kind of excited. Uh, interesting stuff this morning. Uh, interesting stuff going forward. We got a lot to talk about. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. So let's get started with the press conferences that just concluded. I think from a spectator standpoint, it's all laid out there pretty clearly. And for all of us that get sucked into the clickbait, we can stop that right now, you know, because the answers regarding Aaron Rodgers' future was pretty clear from both sides, from both Matt LaFleur and Brian Gudekinst. And let's just take a listen here on that audio for a second. And do you feel confident that he is going to be your quarterback, not only in 2021, but moving forward beyond that? Uh, is that a trick question? Um, absolutely. No. There's, there's no doubt about it. I mean, you're talking about the guy that is going to win the, the MVP of the league. Like, we're not in this position without him. So, um I couldn't be happier with just not only his performance, but how he he led our football team, uh, all, all the little things he does within that locker room to ensure that everybody is locked in, focused, ready to go. So, um, yeah, absolutely, he will be here for a long time. I know I said that before, but for a long time. All right, Erica, now what did you think about that uh display of verbal assassinations towards those who are trying to report the storylines of Aaron Rodgers being gone. Well, sort of like what we've known all along, Aaron Rodgers isn't going anywhere. He is the starting quarterback, the undisputed leader of this football team. Um, both gave him, you know, pointed out the obvious that we wouldn't uh, be anywhere close to where we are without him. Uh, he's going nowhere. Uh, and there, there's some stuff we can talk about in terms of possibly for salary cap reasons, um, extending him a little bit and spreading some payment out to create some room. But Rogers is going nowhere. It sure did seem like that's going to be the opportunity that we have in this office season is to extend him because the quotes I found really interesting from Gutekunst was uh, regarding Jordan Love. He got a lot of questions. A lot of people, you spent a first-rounder on her. Did you get the dividends that you needed this year? Would a, would a different first-round pick have got you over the hump? But he said quite specifically about Jordan Love uh, that it, it's not the norm for teams to let their quarterback sit on the bench. And it is certainly not against the Packers' philosophy to have him sit on a bench for a long time. And what Matt LaFleur said was he's the reigning MVP. 
he's going to be here for a long time. So I think to clear up the clickbait questions out there, you know, he's not going anywhere. And he's actually from a salary cap point going to need a little bit of an increase just so we can spread that over out over the next few years. Does that make sense to you? Yes, it certainly does. And also, uh, he said something that we might as well start a controversy here. Uh, it might be drafting another quarterback. It's it's part of the philosophy that Green Bay has about developing depth. And he went back and talked about Hasselback and Brooks uh, and all these guys um, that we've done this in the past with. We have no idea, nor do they, whether, whether uh, Love is the next quarterback in Green Bay. Uh, he certainly has all the potential. And with seasoning uh, down the road, he very well may get his opportunity. Yeah, yeah. I, I love it when Gudikin says to the response of the question, is he your next quarterback to replace Aaron Rodgers? And he says, he's a very talented prospect. And we have all the hopes that he is going to become what we think he's going to become. But if he's got to sit for a lot of years, he's got to sit for a few years because what Gudikin said several times throughout that uh, uh, press conference, Eric, was he takes every offseason and looks and shoots for the next two to three years. That's their window. What does that tell you? It tells me that uh, <laughs> with improvement and dedication, Jordan Love has a wonderful shot at being the number two quarterback in Green Bay. Yeah. But he's got to get over uh, Tim Boyle first. Mm -hmm. um, so, and, and hopefully he does. Um, hopefully we have some more of a – an off season this year, which allows him to uh, to really get some snaps, to really get some time. Um, Lafleur said that he's got a couple of weeks off, and after that, uh, they'll be communicating daily. Mm -hmm. And he wants uh, he wants all sorts of development and work to continue. Um, he also mentioned that about MVS, and I think it probably applies to everyone mm -hmm. on the roster. This is what is expected. Yeah, MVS is definitely going to be back next year. He is going to be a part of this team, and uh, he's going to be a big part of this team is what my sneaking suspicion is. The other thing that is just needing to be addressed now that we're just wrapping up Aaron Rodgers is the, again, clickbait out there that the Rams had, quote-unquote, made a run at Aaron Rodgers. Gutekun specifically, when asked that question, <laughs> he said there was no truth whatsoever to that rumor. Eric, this shows the madness of the offseason. This shows almost what conspiracy theorists would say, yeah, there are plants in every GM front office that's trying to make some kind of news article disputing or setting a rumor for Aaron Rodgers because disrupt the harmony, you know, you disrupt the music. So what are your thoughts? Well, I think it, it sells advertisement. You see something about the Rams trying to trade for uh, Aaron Rodgers, and, and you're going to click. Mm. Um, I, I think uh, Gutekunst was fairly clear. Uh, this was uh, uh, a made-up story. Uh, and, and, you know, I mean, it, it's really almost insulting in a lot of ways to, uh, to the Packers staff to suggest that without a single snap – that Jordan Love is going to be the quarterback next year on a team that's on the verge of another Super Bowl, you know, and it's just, it's just insanity. Uh, don't get it. We're not stupid. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody out there listening, don't be a stupid fan. Don't 
fall into it. Listen to the people that are running the team and have communications with these players. But uh, and I want to make sure that that quote was clear, that we're not stupid doesn't apply to you and me. It applies to Budokunst, LeFleur, <laughs> <laughs> and the Packers staff. <laughs> that is true. Um, yeah, what, what, other, what other points of the press conference did you think was noteworthy for you? Well, to me, the big one, um, and, and all sorts of uh, uh, ramifications was the defensive coordinator position. Um, there was a number of things, first off, that kind of jumped out at me with this weird sort of triumvirate uh, power uh, control that, that uh, operates our franchise. Um, I was just a, just a little bit surprised that there isn't any input from anybody but Matt LaFleur. Matt LaFleur is going to interview and hire the defensive coordinator. He's not running it by Gutekunst, and, and obviously then it's not getting run by Murphy. It's LaFleur's call. I was a little bit surprised that they wouldn't have been sort of a tandem, and maybe, maybe there is. Uh, but he made it clear that this is uh, Matt's hire, which I thought was kind of interesting. Another thing... Um, I think, of, I don't know if it was Wes Hodd or who, who asked the question uh, about potential interviews um, for, for candidates that are already on the staff. And I was a little bit surprised that he said there's at least one, which obviously is Jerry Gray. I think that I would have thought that he would have puffed a little bit uh, and said at least two with Mike Smith. I, I, I felt like, you know, he's, there's two guys that potentially on our staff have a shot at this and it's Jerry Gray sure certainly in the based on having done it twice before mm-hmm. would certainly be the leading candidate but Mike Smith is talked about quite a bit and a very respected guy and so I, I was just a little bit surprised making it sound like there's only one of them that's getting an interview mm-hmm. interesting names out there Joe Barry um, we're familiar with him you know he was maybe the one I felt might, I don't know, I, it's too, way too early. But when you're talking about the secondary coach from, what was that, the, the 49ers, mm-hmm. as a potential defensive coordinator, I, it seems like we were in phase one of a, of a bigger search. And these were just day one candidates uh that were schedule available versus top three picks maybe that's uh that's what my hope is but yeah again this is one of those things where i'm not going to be one of those knuckleheads that has any kind of opinion on who the defensive coordinator should be i just found it interesting when we talk about who's on our team and mike smith and jerry gray that jerry gray might not have the greatest defensive coordinator record out there so Maybe he's great at what he's doing and where he's at, but it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see. <laughs> yeah, you know, one thing I found kind of interesting, at least in terms of the timetable for this, um, is that uh, Lafleur is obviously after a long season ready to have a little family time and a vacation. None of that happens until the new coordinator's in place. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, how, how bad do his wife and kids want to get out of town? Yeah. I, I don't know. I think he's going to be uh, a, a very exhaustive. I think he's going to take his time uh, and make sure he gets what he wants. Mm-hmm. Um, he did make a couple of statements um, that I thought were real interesting and pertinent, at least to the way I look at it is that there's no more conceding. He won't, he's, we're not going to be conceding third and short anymore. 
Um, they're not conceding one stinking yard, which I like. I like the sound of that already. He, he even referenced the no playing back on third and short. And I thought, well, that's kind of what we've been talking about for a long time. Um, I think we're going to be <clears throat> aggressive. And I think he's probably going to be aggressive. Maybe somebody knocks it out of the park. Uh, maybe he's had his own guy in mind all along. Mm-hmm. No idea. That dynamic is, you know, it's impossible for us to have any kind of rational idea about what his process is. Yeah, it's interesting. We have an opportunity to match up our offense with a defensive coordinator that can actually balance that out. I think it's interesting when we try to plug in old defensive coordinators. The Wade Phillips question, is that something that you're serious about? I love the name. Wade Phillips was an animal, but it just seems like when we get into that age and that kind of retread, what are we looking for right now? There seems to be such a progression on the offensive um, evolution across the league with these coaches. What's the defensive evolution? What's the flip side on that? Where is he? What team is he on? Where is he lingering? What position coach is he? He'll find him. He'll find them. One last thing I loved about the the conference uh, or the press conference was Goody being questioned about Tremont Williams. And just want to ring this again throughout the podcast airwaves. Future pro Packer. Edit that. Future Packer pro football Hall of Famer. Tremont Williams. Love the way he works. Love the way he represents himself and the Packers. All business. And uh, damn, Eric, I wish we could have seen him for just a couple plays out there. No doubt. And I'm gonna, I'll am gonna. i start a conspiracy theory right here. Um, I'm wondering if LaFleur knew all along that, um, that Pet- he was going to make a change and remove Mike Pettin as the D.C., and that perhaps if Jerry Gray is the guy that he thinks he's most comfortable with, that maybe Tremont Williams is back in Green Bay for a while, and he may replace Jerry Gray on the coaching staff, working with our secondary guys. And, you know, talk about a player with fresh and lots of experience. Put on your tinfoil hats, baby. Yeah, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I, I love Tremont Williams. Uh, The biggest shouts out from everybody, everybody that we – interact with on Twitter via the Acme Army uh, site is huge Tremont fans. Wish we could have seen him. Wish he could have made that NFL history because those kind of veterans, they just uh, they don't come along very often. So uh, let's switch over to the big news in the NFC North here because, Eric, this was a barn burner of a trade. Man, This one, we knew that Matt Stafford asked to get traded. Lots of speculation on teams. I put out a post on on YouTube saying, what would the Saints give to have a Matthew Stafford and son of a gun, Eric, if a better team than the Saints didn't just grab him in the Los Angeles Rams? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yo, Acme Army family, I want to touch base with you about your health and your wellness in 2021. And I want to let you guys know that TulipTreeGardensCO.com sent a nice little gift package to the Acme Army podcast. And inside it contained uh, some great flour, pre-rolled CBD joints. There was some excellent CBD salve that my wife has been using on her knuckles and on my eyelids where I have this dry skin. It's this great winter balm. And I have just discovered a citrus CBD tincture 
3,000 milligrams from TulipTreeGardensCO.com, and it will knock your socks off. I can't express to you enough. It's unbelievable. If you thought CBD was something that wasn't quite into your flavor palette, check out the citrus CBD. TulipTreeGardensCO.com, doing it right. Doing it the right way. Representing all the small farmers in America like no others. Check out Jesse and Rachel. See what they've been doing. TulipTreeGardensCO.com. Let them know the Acme Army podcast sent you. All right, now let's get back to the show. Hard to figure. I mean, with with the uh, the future draft picks, salary considerations in terms of Detroit absorbing a, a huge contract for Jared Goff, um, Matt Stafford. We've talked about him plenty of times. There aren't uh, you know there aren't many people that have played this game that have the arm talent that he has. He's unfortunately been stuck in Detroit for his whole career. He's got to be the happiest dude in the NFL. Um, looking at the defense that he's going to have turning the ball back over to him and an innovator uh, in offense. He's also, you know, LaFleur and McVay are, have similar um, sort of new age offensive philosophies. Um, he's seen what happens uh, with Aaron Rodgers um, when you grab a hold of this type of a system and what it can do for you. I'll bet you he's just happy as a clam. I don't, I mean, I think, does it help or hurt us? I guess I think it probably helps us I, I don't know it's a it's a weird weird situation well it's certainly going to help us in the division to have to go against Jared Goff twice a year uh the guy turned the ball over 38 times in the last two seasons one of the major reasons McVay wanted to get rid of him because you don't go to the Super Bowl 2018 and take the kind of regressed steps they took with him behind the center and not look to get rid of him at the end of the season I thought it was interesting when there was even rumors but then to have him shift to Detroit Man, here's what I know about our division, Eric. The Packers are going to be NFC Central champions for the next three years. Aaron Rodgers is going to be the quarterback for the Green Bay Packers for the next three years. Detroit rebuilding, Chicago, no quarterback, Allen Robinson going. I, I look at the Vikings. They have absolutely no defense, no money. We have uh, you know, a, a very good opportunity right now in our division. What does that mean once we get into the playoffs? So, because now we're going to be facing, I would reckon at some point, uh, a Rams team that isn't going to have a busted up chest and Aaron Donald. And they're actually going to have a quarterback that can throw that ball down the field to Cooper cup, Robert Woods, whoever else they sign. Um, they got a hell of a defense, man, with Jalen Ramsey and just Donald, anybody else you throw in there, just, they have the, Number one's at two positions. It's a hell of a luxury to have. Well, and let's also not forget, yeah, the Rams are going to be better, but let's, you know, the, the most improved team in the NFC maybe next year, San Francisco 49ers. Mm. You know, very seldom have we ever seen a team devastated by injury like they were this this year. And they still played respectable football. Mm -hmm. That's a team that's going to be healthier and, and, and ready to uh, – with Los Angeles and the tie with McVeigh and Lafleur. I just want to circle back to the the potential at defensive coordinator hire in Green Bay. Uh, you know, since Dom Capers was hired and, and Petten following a very similar system of I think I, I think this last year we averaged 2.25 defensive linemen per snap. 
um, which is really low. It's a, it's a sort of a hybrid defense. We've been running two versions of it now for the last 15 years. I'm not at all going to be surprised if, if we move back to maybe even more of a 4-3. You know, the Rams play four down linemen basically every snap. And I don't know. I, I'm, I'm curious. Now we're going to see what Lafleur's defensive philosophy is for the first time. Hmm. He sort of inherited Pettin. And now we're going to see where he's going to want to go. I think the door's wide open. We could have more of the same, or we could have a radical difference. The, the thing that's nice is, you know, there's this, the difficulty in transitioning, at least in the, in the old days, between 3-4 and 4-3 defenses, personnel-wise. Um, but we've got, we've got the guns to go in either direction. Um, it's just going to be interesting. I just think we're going to see, uh, we're going to be playing a much heavier front than we're used to. And I, I welcome it. First thing I thought of when you said 4-3 was, oh, shit, now we got to keep Kirksey. <laughs> well, but nobody plays, even most 4-3 teams don't even play base most of the time anymore. I just meant in terms of that, uh, of the defensive line. But I don't think you have to keep, uh, I don't think you have to keep Kirksey. I think the uh, there's going to be a litter of linebackers available uh, after cutdowns, mm-hmm. um, and yeah. we got some young guys. We got mm-hmm. some young guys that can play. Yeah. Well, I, I I hope we improve upon Ty Summers, hustler. But uh, Goody had said, interesting. There's going to be a lot of cutdowns. This is such an unfamiliar year coming up. About the salaries that are going to get cut, we're going to speculate our asses off. But yeah, we're going to be losing some of those guys like Kirksey. We're going to be uh, Preston Smith is something that blows my mind. These guys bang so hard for a year. Another year is a little down in their cut. I mean, the hell with that contract structure. It just feels like these player basketball players guaranteed. You know, <laughs> it's a it's a sad one for me. It's a sad one for me. But uh, yeah, I think from everything about you know the press conferences it seems all positive shipping matthew stafford out of the division is very positive i mean they are rebuilding over there i mean they could potentially go another 0 and 16 eric did you watch dan campbell's press conference are you excited to have him in the nfc north that you got to coach against that guy every year i can't believe i am ecstatic you know I feel it's. I, I just feel it's crazy that we need to go to the old school motivator coach, and then a, 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 you know a bunch of retread coordinators, and you're going to rebuild something new. Dan Campbell, I thought was yeah, a heck of a know, motivator, but for him, he doesn't bring a defensive coordinator skill set. He doesn't bring an offensive mindset. You're simply a motivator. Odd. I don't know. Good luck to you, Detroit. Well. And- and we've also gotten the gifts of Chicago maintaining its staff. It looks like Minnesota's going to maintain their staff. Things look really good in the NFC North for the Packers, for certain. Um, circling back, it seemed like the Rams did quite a bit. And this is where I'm thinking we're going to get somewhat of a, somewhat of a, I don't know if you call it a new defense, but somewhat of a hybrid between the, uh, the 3-4-4-3 kind of stuff. But I think they played an awful lot of four-down linemen and two-linebacker, which allows you allows you to do more of the secondary stuff that we're more accustomed to, mm-hmm. but maybe have a little bit better run defense and a little bit better pressure up front. Uh, it'll be interesting. it would be interesting. I can't wait 
to find out who it's going to be. Yeah, we well, simply don't have that thing. athletic ability on our defensive line. You know, I'd love to be able, but we don't have a Brockers and a Donald. You know, we don't have, we have a Clark. Who's our other beast out there that can be, you know? Kingsley Kiki. Hopefully. Uh, Hopefully. Uh but you're right. You're right. There's, and that's why we talked about there's a there's a big lean in the draft mm-hmm. towards getting a, getting Kenny Clark a running mate. Love to see him off the nose more. Mm-hmm. Thought he was dominant in that role. Mm. Yeah. The other thing that I found kind of interesting from the press conference, um, when talking about salary cap, so it's widely reported, uh, 175 is the number that I see an awful lot. Um, there's also been quite a bit of information that says that the NFL is actually going to do some borrowing and create a situation where it's it's not much of a drop for this year, push some stuff into the future. Um, nobody knows. Gutekunst wouldn't say either way, and I'm sure that he can't, but he said he had a really good idea um, where where it's going to be mm-hmm. uh, in, in terms of communication with the league. And that's that's interesting because that goes that goes towards everything – uh, in terms of uh, Lindsley Jones, mm-hmm. uh, these guys, if you know, it's not such a catastrophic situation if the cap doesn't drop significantly. It, it allows for a lot more room to maybe keep one or two guys that we may have to get rid of. Mm-hmm. Um, be interesting to see. And do you got any idea when we actually get an, uh, an announcement from the league what the cap will be for this year? I do not know that, but I will make a note to get that out. <laughs> The great That's, thing that I heard about, just piggybacking on what you said, was Goody had said, this is going to be one of the first times, but he'll have to borrow for the future to make something happen in the present. We haven't done that as the Green Bay Packers. Russ Ball has been as fiscally responsible as anybody in any football team, in any front office, in any sport, to be quite honest. I'm not opposed to it, though. I'm not opposed to it in this window, and I'll tell you why. Again, we talked about the Aaron Rodgers window. We talked about just the, the nuggets that have been dropped. I mean, these little Easter eggs of what they're now, – now we're looking for the next two, three years, right? This is our window we're looking at right now. Let's stop with the bullshit Aaron or, or Jordan Love conversation. Let's focus on what we're going to do with this guy and put around him. And to mortgage that, you're going to have to extend him, right? You're going to have to extend some other players into the future that – you know, Corey Lindsley's 29 years old. Still, is he worth it for the next three years? He might be. He might be at $11 million a year if he takes a hometown and doesn't go to the top end at 13. He might be a great asset to have on there to mortgage it for, you know. Do you want the Super Bowls the next two years? Do you want us in the NFC Championship? Do you want us fighting for that? I do. Because you know what happens when Jordan Love, if he does become that quarterback, he's not that quarterback. He, we revert into the situations where the Cleveland Browns were and everybody other, every other team that had a rookie quarterback with more salary cap. That's where that's going to balance out. I say mortgage that sun gun. So. Interesting situation. Let me, let me ask you about this. You know, with all the, uh, the BS about the Rodgers trade uh, proposal from the Rams and blah, blah, blah. One of the things I saw over the weekend, too, is that um, – I think it was Ian Rappaport was reporting that the Packers had offered Aaron Jones top five money, mm-hmm. um, but that he had turned it down because there wasn't enough guarantee. Do we have any idea if any of this is real? <laughs> um, you know, there's been contracts, 
conversations, I, who knows how much is real? You know, right now, Aaron, we're dealing with Drew Rosenhaus, who is the king of the leaks, man. Look at his clients and what the speculation comes out there. There's somebody in that office that drops little nuggets, and it always kind of, you know, benefits them in the long run. Whether they want to force their way out with rumors or they want to, you know, clinch him for more money. Well, and is Aaron Jones more inclined to work something out with Green Bay now that it seems fairly clear from the organization's point of view that Aaron Rodgers will be the quarterback Mm -hmm. during his next contract? As much as I think the same way uh, as you, I'm beginning to see that my emotions are – they mean absolutely nothing in these things. And uh, I I hope Aaron Jones gets as much money as he can from some team that – is going to give him that big front-loaded contract because I, I just don't see it. I well, I had the conversation last podcast, Eric, about how important I thought Aaron Jones was over Corey Lindsley. You know, I had a weekend to just dream about things, and I'm going, oh man, Corey Lindsley at 29 years old. If you got him for the next three years, you got his entire prime. I know we don't give third contracts to guards; it's not the philosophy, but he's the center of our team. And we're not going to have a season with David Bakhtiari next year until maybe we get to the playoffs. And at that point, is he does he mess up continuity or is he just a valued backup? Well, there was an interesting comment in the uh, in the Lafleur uh, portion of the press conference where he's saying that he's not going to be surprised, given the nature of David Bakhtiari, that he's not there week one, mm-hmm. which I think is yep. a little bit crazy to me, but. Mm-hmm. And to echo Straight. that, it's uh, Gudikin said the same thing. He says he's not going to put anything past his work ethic and what David Bakhtiari brings. But he also said we're going to be very cautious with him because he is the best left tackle in the National Football League, and he we just paid him the largest contract. So they're going to be smart with him. You bet. You have to. You have to. Because what we have right now is we got a Billy Turner who is – Eric, we're going to have so much fun in the offseason talking about these contracts and everything else, but Billy Turner is going to get extended. He's my candidate to get extended um, because we need that guy, bottom line. Too valuable not to have. And you can spread some money out on him. Uh, I think it's worth it. But speculation for the future. Anyway, what else you got for this weekend that uh, fired up your brain you want to talk about before we wrap this baby up? Well, just also that they also indicated um, – that Mo Drayton is the guy. Um, he is our new special teams coach. He's mm-hmm. going to be the guy. Uh, and they were really worried about losing him to another franchise. Mm-hmm. So that's part of the reason. Uh, I guess there's a significant comfort level there with, with LaFleur and he. Um, that's good. It says more than we, uh, than we know about it. Bless you. Excuse me. Uh, says more than we know about, uh, you know, Maurice, Maurice Drayton. Uh, something else, too, I guess it's worthy. We might as well throw it out there now. But with the uh, 2021 Combine being canceled, um, pro days, uh, the ability uh, for for medical evaluations, the ability for athletic uh, demonstrations, it's going to be a wild year this way. It's it going to be so much more difficult. It's hard enough to pick players, evaluate their talent um, when you do have a Combine and, and a lot better statistical look and comparisons with the others who are there and watching them practice. I don't know. It's, this is, this is going to be a really interesting, um, mm-hmm. big, big year for Gutekunst, big opportunity for him, uh, to let his, uh, his, uh, abilities guide him in the right direction. And boy, we're going to need it. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I spent the weekend in a lot of mock drafts, and we're going to start dropping our mock drafts out here uh, in the future, probably in a couple of weeks. And there's a lot of players that I cannot wait to see uh, us take a look at. Number one, just a glimpse of the future, and one of my favorites from the weekend is Asante Samuel Jr. from Florida State. Oh, my goodness. Him and Jair make my mouth water. That's just all I'm going to talk about him right now. But uh, lots to talk about as we get into the future here. It's uh, it's just a bummer. We don't have more games to talk about. We got the Super Bowl this weekend. I could care less. I'm going to watch the, uh, uh, the, the highlights, I'm sure, just to make sure Mahomes drew 6-7 on Brady's team. But that's about all I'm going to do. How are you feeling about that Super Bowl? Uh, well, as I said in the previous podcast, that uh, repeat of the 75 women's mixed or the mixed doubles <laughs> final from Wimbledon is uh, going to be what I'm watching. I, I morbid curiosity will have me turn, tuning in, I'm sure, for a little bit, but yeah. I just I just don't care. Um, love to see a guy like Andy Reid um, get another one. Um, love to see Brady's winning percentage drop to the 60 percent line in the in the game that counts. Love to see a lot of that stuff, but. It just doesn't feel right with all of us being in it. Yeah. This one. Yeah, sure does. Kind of hollow. Well, everybody, I appreciate you guys listening to us. We will be back. Uh, we're going to be coming out with some banger episodes, just giving you those off-season highlights as they come out. We're going to be shooting for that Monday, Wednesday, Friday schedule. But if it's a slow week, don't be surprised if we take a show off and come back with an hour-long happy hour with some of our other guests that we got lined up for this offseason. It's going to be a great time. Thanks for listening to us. We're available SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, anywhere that you guys are listening to podcasts. Make sure you just punch in Acme Army. And hey, we're coming off two of our biggest weeks in the history of this podcast. Appreciate everybody out there listening taking that podcast, hitting that share button, and texting it over to a friend. I'm telling you, you guys are helping us. Over 18 countries, it's been a blast. Thank you for making us one of the fastest rising podcasts in Packer Nation. And with that, Eric, take us out. Yep, thanks to everyone for sharing. Thanks for everyone, uh, to everyone for uh, helping promote this podcast. It means a lot to us, and we sure appreciate all the people that give us a listen. And I would just like to point out that in the off season, it is extremely important to continue. Go back, go, go back, go. <laughs> the train.
Hey guys, the the show's over. You can you can turn it off now. Uh, maybe go check out PeterPrinceMusic.com for some of this music because it's ridiculous and a good time. Appreciate you listening. Night night.